You are listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. Here are Pastor Phil, Pastor Brian, and Crystal. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome again to the weekly podcast of The Man. That's me, Phil, The Millennial. That's me, Brian. And Ms. Crystal. Hi, I'm Ms. Crystal. It's uh, good to be with you guys again. How fun it is to be taking this journey with you. Again, if you're a new listener to our podcast this week, let me just say this podcast is a mix of, of silliness musings and then hopefully an encouraging word uh, at the end. It's just our gift to our listening community to uh, just provide a little levity in an otherwise incredibly uh, challenging time. So uh, with that in mind, let me just ask uh, my esteemed colleagues on uh, the podcast today, what's one uplifting thing that you've, you've experienced over your past week? One uplifting thing? Uh, well, there's a handful ranging from uh, not too serious to more serious. The thing that maybe lifted my spirits the most was getting district taco delivery over the Ooh. weekend. Um, they have free delivery right now. I really have missed the taste of that. So that lifted my spirits. Um, I have to ask, maybe, Brian, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to ask. Was, were the shells soggy? No, I, I got a burrito and you know it was oh, clearly burrito. made like 15 minutes before it was brought to my doorstep. Whoa, that sounds really good. Yeah, it was super good. So, you know, on a light note, yeah, getting that lifted my spirits. Uh, My spirits were lifted at Open Table. Some people were just really excited to see us there and uh, receive the food and, you know, hang out 10 feet apart and chat over coffee. So uh, there were a few friends I hadn't seen in a while that I caught up with there. So each day there's little things that kind of give you the boost that you need. Hey, let me just uh, offer for our listening audience. Uh, Brian is Brian was uh, off last week, and uh, he had a very capable substitute. Uh, Travis Boatwright was our sub millennial substitute millennial, and so Brian has a, a new a new habit. He is now uh, using a stand up desk, uh, a makeshift desk, and um, so if his voice sounds higher, uh, it just means he's standing up and he's closer to the ceiling. Crystal, how about something uh, uplifting from you? I have kind of a couple things, so if you'll indulge me. Um, so <laughs> my sister, who lives in Austin, has a six-year-old daughter, and, you know, they just moved there in February, and they don't know anyone, really, after the pandemic started. Like, they really didn't have any much friends. But anyway, so she asked me to do a virtual play date for her daughter and some of her friends from across the country. And so I did that on Friday and we had so much fun. It was so much fun. I had seven kids between the ages of three to seven and we did story time and crafts and all in like a 50 minute period. And it was like the highlight of my week. Um, And we're going to be doing more virtual dates. So that's like a, a nice little thing. Also, um, I'm just going to shout out. Oh, did you have something to say? Yeah, can I interrupt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, hey, you know, just an idea came to mind. You could, like, be a babysitter. <laughs> I could, like, actually. Like, so. like, you, you could entertain kids in a basement and let the parents just, like, have a, a quiet meal together with their kids in the basement. And then they could send you the babysitting fee by PayPal. Thank you, Phil. Um, so we are actually launching virtual play dot 
playdate.online next week. So yes, but I'm hiring out that <laughs> service. I'm just I'm just prototyping it and then but we we have a business associated with that. And so my my niece actually called me, video chatted me on Monday, and I actually basically virtually babysat her for an hour while her mom was on a conference call. And I'm like, you do realize I just babysat your daughter <laughs> for you. Get Venmo going. Yes, yes. So there's a PayPal integration into all this. And yes, it's launching <laughs> next week. <laughs> so it's actually, yeah, we, we call it a micro business. Um, but it's been so much fun. And so, but the other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm going to shout her out, Lucille um, has been calling me every week just to say hi. And that has really been a highlight because um, it's always been a highlight. It, it's great to be able to see everyone during service. But um, it was like every week we had our time of connecting. So she makes sure that she calls over the phone um, every week just to check in. And that's really been meaningful to me. Well, I will make mine quick. Uh, my most uplifting thing over the last week actually happened today. I decided to call, I call my 87 year old stepdad about, about once a week. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes he's, he's concerned and nervous. And then other times he's just really playful with this thing. And today he was really playful with it. Tell me about how his dog keeps digging under the fence to get out. I'm like, you know, everybody's just trying to get out. <laughs> and this thing. and uh, it was just the funnest conversation. Just, uh, it was uplifting. You know, it was, we laughed. I told him about my first time wearing my mask. The last time I went to the grocery store was the first time I wore a mask. And I wore my mask and it fogged up my glasses and I ran my cart into a display and knocked things down. And so we had the best laugh of that. So that was uh, really uplifting. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the millennial and Miss Crystal, they don't know what's coming next. And so the theme for today's, uh, the rest of our time together is I'm going to pick out a few. I've got quite a few, but I'm going to pick out a few of the internet's latest, trendiest virtual meeting icebreakers. Uh, last week we did Trivial Pursuit. This week we do uh, the trendiest ice makers. And so I don't want you to spend a lot of time thinking about this. Describe your personality using ice cream flavors. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Uh, first and foremost, because it's my favorite to eat. But, uh, you know, the cookie dough is raw it is unfinished. I feel like I continue to grow and that that's something I want to do till the day I die. So, you know, the cookie dough is mixed in with the yummy goodness. And, you know, occasionally there's a surprise, like uh, a crunch of chocolate chip. Wow. Brian going like deep in the psychology of this thing. Crystal, how about you? Maybe cookies and cream. I mean, I don't think my personality at all is vanilla, but you know, I'm very kind of easygoing laid back, but there is some excitement and like some pieces of like joy <laughs> that are <laughs> integrated into that. So you got your vanilla ice cream with like some cookies and some cream. And so like some exciting parts mixed in. Well, I, I've had a little bit of time to think of this. The only one I've actually given any thought to, but uh, for me, it would be um, chocolate ice cream, with chocolate syrup, because I'm pretty intense. If I'm up, I'm intensely up. If I'm down, I'm intensely down. Okay, so what would you do? 10 seconds each, what would you do with a million dollars? Okay, so, um, well, I guess you can't do that with a million dollars. But okay, so I would like make sure my family was taken care of, but I would start, I wanna um, have a boarding school for at-risk boys. Like that's been a dream of mine for 10 years. So I would start 
building out this program. Of course, like we can't do boarding school now, but for the future um, or some type of educational program for um, at-risk boys. So Crystal pivoted straight towards how she would help the world become a better place. Uh, my instinct was uh, I would get, I would purchase a house uh, and maybe my dream car, you guys all know what it is, a minivan. Uh, so I would get those two and then, you know, give some away and save some, but my life would not change uh, very much. So I would buy a condo across from Nats Park and minister to at-risk nationals players. Oh. That would drain the whole amount almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. What's the worst birthday or Christmas gift you've ever gotten? It probably wasn't the worst, but in comparison to what my what our older sister got, we were really upset. When I was seven, we got little Walkman, you know, the cassette players and stuff, and she got this huge stereo, right? And we're like, how did you give us little Walkman? And she gets like this great <laughs> setup. And so um, we kind of like revolted over Christmas after that. Me and my um, middle sister were like, this doesn't work well. That was probably the most memorable. And I, it wasn't a bad gift, but it was horrible in comparison to what she got. Yeah. I'm not much of a gift person. Uh, so I never really had high expectations and therefore was never let down too much. But in hindsight, growing up, it was pretty neat. My grandfather would purchase gifts for like his kids and in-laws. Uh, and so one year he got my dad and uncles a wood splitter. Uh, which is really cool. I mean, it's got hydraulics, it chops wood really well. I ended up splitting a lot of wood thanks to that gift. <laughs> and like, it was actually really fun. My grandpa, he, he like still does it, sits on the stump and he does the crank and you roll the big logs in and it splits them. Uh, in terms of presence, uh, you usually don't think about the work that they'll result in. So that was one that looked really cool on Christmas morning. Uh, and then other days kind of made you sore. I think my grandmother used to give us, uh, you know, socks and underwear, things like that. It was so, it was so frustrating. Um, I, I had one grandmother that gave something fun, another one that just gave practical things like that. So, okay, we had a fan write in uh, with uh, a suggestion for the show. And so this fan said, uh, why don't we talk about briefly about our favorite food from the region from where we, we came. And so, uh, Brian, what's your favorite food from the metropolis of, of Warrington, that side of Virginia? Black what's it known for? What's it known for? Not, not necessarily your favorite, but is there, is there, is there, a, is there a, something that people just have to have when they go to your place? No, it's not big enough to have a reputation, uh, but there are a lot of cows, so I like steak. So I would say it's, it's steak. Uh, but no, I don't think anyone thinks to an area, to the area where I grew up, and thinks of anything except maybe farms and vineyards, those would be the two results there. So I'm not like someone from a city with, with a staple, for better or for worse, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I will say not too far from where you grew up, uh, people know about the uh, apple donuts. Yeah, so I grew up in Arizona. It's like a lot of kind of Tex-Mex or even more authentic Mexican food. Um, we were 30 minutes from the border, so there was a lot of influence with that, as well as um, Native American influences into um, the food. So two things. One, in our town or like kind of our group of towns, every year there was a huge chili cook-off. 
And I remember that as a kid. And I loved the chili that had like a lot of spice and a lot of kick, um, which was great. But also, I remember we used to have tostadas all the time. And you don't really see tostadas anywhere else normally. So it's like, you know, the flat kind of round shell. And then you might have refried beans and meat and cheese and all of that. And I, I loved tostadas. That was like my favorite thing as a child. North Carolina is is clearly known for, for barbecue. That's our big thing. I would have to say, though, coming with barbecue, and a lot of places are known for barbecue, but North Carolina barbecue is different. And so it's a completely different experience, and it's by far the best barbecue. But with that barbecue comes Hush Puppies, which started in North Carolina, and not many people have those. They're really, really good. Okay, last question here. Oh, Brian, Brian, cool. bring something in from the ceiling. Yeah, on that note, when, okay, say you have someone come visit you from out of town, they stay for the weekend, and they say, I want to have the meal that screams Washington, D.C., or, you know, inside the Beltway. What is that meal? I'll, I'll take a shot at this. I don't think it's a meal. I, matter of fact, I read something in the post about this a while back. I think what screams Washington more is where if you go to a power restaurant where you're likely to see power decisions being made under the table, above table. Um, so you think about what's the, what's the steakhouse right across from the white house um, at old Ebbets grill. Uh, there's one in Georgetown. I, I think it's more here. It's more where. Yeah. I, I can relate from my times uh, frequenting Taco Bell Cantina and just seeing big decisions being solidified. <laughs> <over the water. laughs> But I would say, like, um, you know, a part of it is, and maybe it's not D.C., but like the DMV and more so Maryland even, is, um, you know, like crap and Old Bay seasoning. And like, I feel like a lot of times um, when I used to visit my family up here as a kid, like we have extended family, we would always have these big crab feasts and like, you know, the whole crabs, not crab ladies, but the whole crabs and get bushels of them and like, enjoy that with old bay seasoning and stuff yeah definitely you know now the chest that's a good point the chesapeake bay and then chesapeake bay type crabs and stuff that's that's absolutely it's kind of maryland but we claim it too the uh, amount of work you have to do on crab per the meat that is the fruits of your labor uh, is just simply not worth it to me when you know you factor in what the market price is uh so i think about once a decade is enough for a crab feast for me and Crystal, I want to know, are you a fan of Old Bay potato chips? Because I've had those and it was a first and last type thing. Yeah, I've never had them and I don't think I would want to try them. I love Old Bay, but potato chips, I could probably do without. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about um, what Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 4 through 7, about um, not being anxious, but uh, in everything uh, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, presenting our requests to God. And then, and then the promise there is that the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What Paul says next is, is fascinating to me. He says this, Finally, brothers, and I'll add sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace uh, will be with you. You know, what I thought about there 
is I camped out on, of course, there's sort of a negative and a positive with this. If we allow ourselves to dwell too much on the struggle that we're in right now, it could be really difficult for us. It is not healthy for us to deny the struggle that we're in or the pain or the grief that we're experiencing. You don't want to deny it. But if you dwell you know, on one side of the ditch, you can dwell in it too long and, and not be able to see hope. On the other side of the road, there's the ditch of completely ignoring it and glossing over it, which is not healthy either. Um, so we have to be careful with that. We have to be careful with the sort of the noise in our culture too, of the sort of the, the back and forth. You know, I, I've, I've talked before about how people kind of almost are politicizing a pandemic. So that's the negative side. We got to be careful with what we, we take in. But I really love his focus on whatever is noble, whatever is good, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is admirable. And one of the things that I thought about when I read that passage, it happens to be the text for this Sunday, is I thought about this old hymn that we used to sing at camp before the meals, and it's the um, hymn, Count Your Blessings. Mm-hmm. Uh, count your blessings, name them one by one. Uh, count your blessings, see what God has done. And I thought, what a powerful way to, to just shape the mind is to just remember the blessings of God. And so I was reading this passage and thinking about that a lot uh, this week. And interestingly, I read an article in the Post today uh, where a lady talks about you know counting your 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 good things, and so I just want to encourage everybody. Uh, it it might be a, it is a hard time. It's a challenging time. It's an unusual time, um, but we can still count uh, our blessings. And part of my blessings, or one of my blessings, is being able to connect with uh, Brian and Crystal uh, to do this podcast each week. And uh, and I'm thankful for that. Thankful for you guys. I encourage you today to count your blessings and name them. Don't just say, thank you, God, for everything. Actually, say what they are. Is there any chance we could get a sample of that hymn? (laughs) Are you going to give us a sample, Brian? (laughs) Yeah, go to YouTube and type in count your blessings in the search bar. I'll do that later. It it has a longer, complicated verse. I just know it goes, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. That is exactly what I was looking for. Okay, good. All right. Well, um, let me pray, and then we'll sign off. God, we uh, uh, we do want to count our blessings, um, even in, in challenging times. And Lord, we, we thank you that you promised to come near to us in all circumstances and in all times. And we just celebrate that, and, and we um, rest in that as well. God, I thank you for... Um, uh, the different ways that you bless us. And I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to see those. Lord, we lift up our friends, um, our brothers and sisters who are struggling during this time and pray for your comfort and your peace um, and your mercy to be with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, fans, that wraps up our uh, podcast for this week. If you have a topic you would like for us to explore, uh, we would just send it in, email it to us, and we would be glad to take it up uh, as we're able. Thank you for listening to The Millennial, The Man and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. For more information on our church and other ministries, visit oldtown.cc. Services are available to watch online every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Visit youtube.com, search Old Town Community Church. This podcast and sermon audio are available on podcasting apps worldwide. Apple and Google Play, search OTCC Podcasts.